Welcome to another episode of Something for the People, your boy Be Smooth, and today my illustrious guest, uh, father, entrepreneur, barber, man of the people, activist, a whole bunch of other things, but we're going to get into it because I'm leaving out a whole bunch of adjectives because he's so great, man, Dwayne Jones, owner, proprietor of Barber Boulevard. CEO, yes sir, how you yeah. doing sir? I'm pretty good, how you doing? I'm well. I'm good, alright, so... Anything, anything new going on? This is in- uh, man, there's always something new going on, but I'm really tapping back into the old, uh, tying up some old, some old uh, things that I had going on and uh, really kind of clearing my plate to uh, really focus, to get my focus down on my, on my, on my current situations, my current businesses. Uh, Barber Boulevard, for the most part, I had to, uh, I found myself, spread myself too thin. Mm-hmm. Trying to trying to yeah. tap into so many different things at once, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it it did more harm than good. I found. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Sorry. So let's 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 go to the beginning of the Dwayne story. Okay. Uh, okay. You were born on the west side of Chicago. West side. <laughs> All right. So tell me, what, what was that like? What was your family like growing up on the west side? Cause I'm south side, so I only visited. Yeah. I don't yeah, know what yeah. it's like, y'all. From what I see, y'all. Y'all got a lot of pride, so. Oh, man. Hey, the west side, you know, in my opinion, it's the lit side of town, you know. The west side is lit. It stay, the west side don't sleep. You can go out west, um, it may be 3 in the morning, but the activity might look like it's like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, I was always, I was always outside, you know what I'm saying? Like, kids these days, they don't even go out these days. I don't get it, you know what I'm saying? So, but uh, us, us out west, I grew up in a middle-class home. In a poverty-stricken neighborhood. Okay, so so what was that like? Me? What, what they thought you was the rich kid? <laughs> yeah, they thought I they thought I was they thought I was rich. Like uh, my clothes weren't dirty. I didn't have on fancy clothes and everything. But I had a two-parent household. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really realize how big that was in comparison to the other households surrounding, mm-hmm. or to even my other cousins when we would get to our grandparents' house, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So, so how that, how I, I maybe looked at just sitting in the living room watching TV, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a little comparison going on that I wasn't even aware of, you know I mean? I, I got two parents at the crib that were not on drugs. Mm-hmm. I, got a, I got a mother and a stepfather, you know what I'm saying, that uh, picked up the slack for somebody else. Mm-hmm. When uh, one of them, when, when the rest of my cousins, they probably had one or both parents on drugs. You know, strung out addicts. So, like, what what neighborhood in the West Side you grew up in? I grew up in L Town, man, uh, <laughs> Leclerc, Ohio. That I that I claim the five hundred. You know, with a lot of pride, five hundred raised me. All right. So, what was it like being in that community? Like, you know, friends, school. What was that like? Oh uh, man, uh, L Town. It was a, it was it was it was still a community. It was still a community. Like, I mean, as far as the as far as the kids go, as far as the kids go, I mean, we all knew each other, you know what I'm saying? So for a quarter mile, I can go anywhere, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I know you look at the news, I know you see the, you see everything that's on the tube, and they'll tell you how violent the West Side is, how violent the city is. When coming up, we just didn't even see it like that, you know. Now, of course, we heard about things from time to time, but uh, we had way more fun and positive positive uh things happening in our lives and our in, in our neighborhoods the negative you know so so when i go back now 
uh, I do see some of the things that are detrimental, you know what I'm saying, that, that did happen in the past. Uh, well, you asked me about, you know, coming up, schools and everything. I, I wasn't really into school like that. You know, I, I was a smart kid that didn't really thrive in school. Yeah. Now, um, I was intelligent, but that I really didn't find my niche inside yeah. the classroom. Uh, I, I I definitely was a leader of my group outside of the school and inside of the school. You know, uh, I always kept a group of friends. You know, we did some good things. We did some <laughs> bad things. You know, yeah. uh, for the most part, for the most part, we kind of we, we kind of steered away from trouble. As you got a little uh, a little bit older, we started getting getting exposed to yeah. a little bit more. You know, uh, some different acti activities going on, some illegal activities, and and uh, kind of shaped our lives. Some for the, some for the worse, and some of us were able to bounce back and make things happen in other ways. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I kind of figured that because uh, when I grew up on the low end, you know, you know, it's, it's the projects. Yeah. So you thinking like, but I ain't think of that way because we were friends. We just hang outside. Yeah, yeah. And play. Yeah, and then, you know. You think you think life is natural like that. Yeah, you think. And then so yeah. it wasn't until I was a teenager, and I, then I came back, and I was just like, man, this is messed up. Man. Yeah. Look at all this. It ain't supposed <laughs> to be like this. Yeah, because you know we went on field yeah. trips to like like suburban places right. or whatever, and I'm like, this is really nice. Right. Like, we have like like a Tenley Park. When, what was that place? Odyssey Fun World. Mm. We have went out there, and then like when you driving there, you see like all the like nice houses. I'm yeah. Like, this is how other people live. I'm like, <laughs> man, you know what? The crazy thing is, I had that. Exp I didn't have that experience until I was 22 years old. Mm -hmm. You know, I I had a cousin that lived in a uh, deep in the south suburbs, and he died. West siders don't really lead the west side like that. I find mm -hmm. south siders don't lead the south side too much. Unless you know they they make you lead. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. So so. When I got to visit the south, uh, deep in the south suburbs, and I got to see these black people in these big homes, it was like, wow, I didn't know people was living like this. You know what I'm saying? Because my, my version, my idea of success was uh, a mother and a father. They may own their house or a couple of apartment buildings or something like that, but they never leave the hood. They got a couple of nice cars. Their kids dress nice. And, uh, you know, just things like that, the, the simplicity of things, you know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all eating every night, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, that's what looked like success for me, you know? So until I was 22 years old and I got to see that black people with my own eyes, now I've seen it on TV, but when I got to see with my own eyes that these people had so much more and there was so many of them just flourishing, it's like, man, I, I'm, I've been in my vision been bad. <laughs> My yeah. vision is terrible. Yeah, I remember the first time I, when I went to college, one of my one of the guys that I went to uh, school with, he lived in Flossmore. Okay. So I knew about Homeboy Flossmore. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's what, that's a nice high school. They got a good basketball team. Yeah. But then, like, we went to his house. I'm like, this is like, it's like the house on Family Matters. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, what you got? I'm like, why do you have a pool? Right. I'm like, this is who like, has a pool? I've never, know? I've never met anyone <laughs> with a pool before. Yeah, I'm thinking like, and I'm looking. Like at the cars, and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, everybody got okay. I'm like, okay, Lexus, 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 Benz, Lexus. Yeah. I'm like, who sell drugs here? Mm -hmm. <laughs> then I don't know. Like everybody, then you go, you point them out. Like doctor, dentist, lawyer, period, businessman, accountant. Right. Yeah. I'm like, wow. Okay, this is how. Like what the stereotypes they have on TV about black people. Like. Yeah. Oh, this, yo, is yo, this is how they look. This is how they look. You know.
Uh, I, and it's crazy that uh, I think it's by design that that vision is like that. Mm. You know, if more of us at a young age got exposed to that this is really happen, happening for black people, mm. you know, we would have a lot more success, uh, success stories coming out of our communities. Mm. But they don't want, when I say they, whatever powers that be, that really need uh, certain people to be failures. They need certain people to be criminals, mm. you know, because they profit off them. Whatever that, whatever that, who, who's ever at the head of that power structure need us to be at the bottom. Mm. So they create situations where we don't see those visuals, especially in person, mm. you know, so. Yeah. All right, so the same, the same was like your relationship like with like your, you say you, your mother, your, your stepfather, I know, I know your sister was there too, so yeah, what, yeah. what was the y'all like, y'all interactions like? What was it like being like the younger brother? Cause yeah, like I'm like I'm I'm the older brother, and my like my sister lived like with my dad for a while, and then she lived with her mom. So I was raised the only child with a sibling. <laughs> okay, well first I'm, I'm I'm gonna go back to uh my mother and my biological father. Okay. Now my biological father he's been getting he's been getting high on drugs ever since I ever since I've known. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he, he uses heroin, and uh, I've never known anything other than him being a dope fan. You know, uh, from me taking uh piss test form, you know, uh, just seeing him get high, me, me putting, him being in the car with me and him hopping out, going on block to get, to get a bag, you know, so that was me being embarrassed as a child to see him walk up in the neighborhood and my friends was, was to see him and, uh, him to do something that embarrasses me, mm-hmm. you know. So that was my that was my experience for the most part as a child with my with my father. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until my early teenage years, maybe I'm gonna say 13, that I finally got to accept that. You know what? It's so many of our fathers surrounding. It's so many parents of my friends and my family members just like that. I accepted it as common, and it was nothing else to be ashamed for. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, uh, hey, I mean, <laughs> clearly ain't nobody laughing at me because they got one or two parents like that themselves. Yeah. You know, so uh, that that I didn't I didn't I didn't realize how much of an impact that he had on my life until probably about a year ago when I seek some therapy. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but as far as my parent. Uh, my parents, the parents that raised me, my mother, biological mother, of course, and my stepfather. Man, I always provide. I always work hard. I get my work ethic from him. I seen that man go to work every day, work overtime, you know, uh, extra days. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I seen him be a true provider, you know what I'm saying? So I, I got to learn something from a great man, and I appreciate that from, uh, from him because I'm a hard worker to this day, and I credit, I credit it a lot to him. Uh, that means a lot to me. My mother, a true, a true uh, nurturer. Mm. You know, she's a she's a true loving she's a true loving lady. Somebody who who really gives it all to her children. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying she gives it all to her family. You know, uh, a, a true matriarch of the family. You know, so that's what she is. My sister, uh, great sister. She always she always take my papers. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> You know, some some that was love. I mean, we, we we always had a great bond. Now I do have another sister that I I wasn't raised with. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my my father had a daughter, Trina. I, I met her when I was a, a young adult. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still establishing a relationship. You know, we 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 never really 
build that bond that me and the sister that I grew up with had or have. Mm. You know, so uh, yeah, me and my sister Nina, we 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 always had a tight relationship. Mm. You know, amongst amongst because. You know how most my most kids in the hood, everybody grew up at Glomar House. Yeah. So you know like what I'm saying? Your your cousins yeah. like they, so, they turned it like cousin, yeah, brother, cousin, sister. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I did I had I had one sister that I came up with, but I always felt like I had 40, 40 <laughs> sisters and brothers. Yeah. 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 All right, so uh like okay, let's transfer to like teenage years. What was that like? Because I know like for any for any black boy, that's like a big transition period. Man, teenage years are serious, bro. <laughs> you know, teenage years. That's we start notice like you ain't wearing the right clothes. <laughs> Man, teenage years in my hood, like like uh, I think I was like uh, twelve, and I got into a fight with some cats. Uh, and uh, they had a gun. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking like, damn, y'all shoot people? Like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> like yeah, like, got this fist. <laughs> yeah, like, like I, I mean, are we on this level where we killing each other already? So it's like, damn, I realize you can't even have uh, have a fight anymore without maybe your life being in jeopardy. You know, so uh, now you have to consider that, okay, these grown man games now. Yeah, we 12, 13, 14, but we got to move differently because, you know, we, we got to make this adjustment outside because your life may be lost, you know, depending on who you're mixing with and, and, and how you're dealing, you know what I'm saying, and how you're willing to deal in that side. So uh, that was one factor. You know, you start to, you start to uh, drift off into the neighborhood a little bit, you know, get, you, you, you really jump off the porch during those years, you know what I'm saying, start to, your, your, your personality starts to develop, you know, you, you starting to become who you are, you know, um, Depending on depending on the people that you're around, uh, gang activity is prevalent. You know, everybody want to be involved in something. Everybody want to be involved involved in the brother in the brotherhood. I fortunately made the decision young that that wasn't something that I needed to do. You I think know, everybody in Chicago, every black boy in Chicago for the most part had that. Decision day, man. It's definitely, it's definitely a thing. It's definitely a thing, and it's, it's definitely it's, it's like signing day for like whoever oh, recruited. I mean, because you want to be involved. Everybody want to be a part of something. Yeah. You want to be a part of a church. You want to be a part of uh, fraternity, sorority. Yeah. You know, everybody want to be a part of something that they can call their own. So I understand somebody want to join whatever nation that they want to be affiliated with, whether it's you know uh, the FOI <laughs> or or. Um, or the four CH, yeah. you know, four corner hustlers, you know what I'm saying? But 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 either way, I understand why a person can choose to go in that direction. You know, it was just some fortunately that I I chose not to. I I knew the attachments and everything that can come along with it. I acknowledged that early, and uh, I I said that's a direction that I didn't want to go. Now uh, I seen some some friends do it, and I and. Uh, and I know how deep that that can get, and uh, I got to see it with my own eyes. I got to see uh, the the drug dealing or the gang fights, and uh, the, some of the changes that they got to being made to their faces that 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 were permanent. You know what I'm saying? And some and sometimes when you you go through certain activity, it can change your mindset for the rest of your life. And uh, like I say, fortunately, that was the ride that I chose to go in a different direction. So did any like friendships fall off because of like the route you was taking? Man, absolutely. Because uh, man, another an, another age. I think I was fourteen. One of my homies started hustling down on the uh down on the other side of the block. 
So I can't wait to see my boy every week, you know what I'm saying, every time because uh he didn't he didn't live in the neighborhood anymore. So when 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 he pop up and now he hustling down the street, so it's like man, so now I wanna go over here and kick it with him, chop it up with him. But it's so much activity on this corner, and I'm realizing I don't really know if I need to be standing right here with you, big dog. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, I'm going to move around because I realize, you know, knowing my environment that, you know, if you if you halfway involved, you're fully involved. You can get all the consequences. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can get you can you can get full consequences, you know, uh, if somebody want to if somebody rolled up and if if the police want to uh drive up and give Whoever the drugs that they want to give them to, those yours. You standing right here, them yours. Or somebody that they're into it with, they want to ride up shooting, you know what I'm saying? You get hit, you get hit. You know what I'm saying? Like, the bullets ain't got no name. So, I know that, okay, it's time to move around. It may be time to even separate myself from certain things I ain't going to be affiliated with. So, that's when I realized that, okay, you know, our lives are kind of going in different directions. That was 14. Right, so okay, fourteen. Let's go on. Love Wolf High School. Like, where where'd you go to high school first? Man, in high school, I went to Farragut High School. Beat Farragut. Yes, yes, sir. <laughs> now, Farragut, Farragut was a trip. You know, that that was my first time uh, seeing some kind of. I want to. I don't, I don't know if I want to say really racist activity. You know what I'm saying? But we went to school with. It was predominantly Hispanic. Uh, now it was love, but at the same time, when they want to start going to war, and they they want to start fighting, they want to start fighting. And 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 if uh, and if it ain't a lot of and if it's not a lot of rival gang members, you know what I'm saying? In the school, if they ain't, if the kings ain't got a lot of two sixes to fight, then they gonna start looking for some niggas, nigga killer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it was that element to deal with it, Farragut. You know. Um, which 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 can get real bad. We had some we we had some uh, we had some rough days. You know what I'm saying. You got to cross that white out. But at the same time, my my level of focus at school wasn't where it needed to be. I could have capitalized and learned a lot more than I should have, and I just didn't really feel like uh, I'm maximizing my time. Not on well. Part part of me feels like school isn't for everybody, but that has nothing to do with you handling your business if you if you there. Yeah. You know, yeah, school yeah. isn't for me. School wasn't for me, but I still didn't handle my business though. Yeah. You know, it, it was my responsibility. Yeah. So what do you what do you take most from like your high school experience? What do I take most from my high school experience? Mm -hmm. Man, like I just said, maximizing. Maximizing and just taking care of your business. And if you have a job that you don't like doing, but it's your job, then you get, you you got to do the job. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, somebody got to shovel the shit. You know, uh, you 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 have to get through this part. You know, it's not gonna last forever. What has to be done has to be done. You know, uh, and that's something that I I took advantage of at the at that point in my life. I didn't I didn't take care of my business. You know, I in a sense I spent five years in high school. You know, uh, what, what, if, if you want to add up all the after-school classes and the summer school courses I had to take, I had to make up six credits to graduate on time. You know, that's, that's a lot of credits. That's man. a lot of credits. You know, so uh, that's another year. You know what I'm saying? So I'm a five-year high school student. You know, and I'll, of course, I don't say that proudly, but I don't say it shamefully either. You know, I, 
I just accepted this part of my journey and uh, it's moving forward. I just know what has to be done, has to be done, and it has to be done effectively. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is like we early 2000s, you, you left Farragut, you graduated, so what's next? Okay, so now I'm trying to find out who I am, yeah. you know? You know, you, you, they, they say you're an adult, but now, you know, at that well, point, you know. At that point, you got a young you be charged as an adult. That's about it, <laughs> man. And, and 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 now you're making adult decisions. You're trying to figure out who you are as a person. Of course, I didn't decide to go to college. Mm -hmm. So now I'm really trying to figure out what to do in my life. And uh, outside influences of all shit. Let's go get some drugs. Mm -hmm. You know, let's let's try to come up. You know, because uh, what we see is true success. You know the people the who the people who we know who got it is uh the guys that's hustling. Yeah. Now, of course, we're not planning on going to jail. Nobody does. You know, everybody skipped that part of the movie. Yeah, you know <laughs> what I'm saying. So, uh, man, who do we cop from? How we break it down? I got a cousin that know how to do all that. Let's go cop this. Let's go break it down. Let's go do that. You know, but luckily for me, every time I try to do something ill like that, I get caught. Real fast, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that derailed that shit real quick, you know. Uh, well, one one thing I noticed too is, you know, we were selling the weed a little bit, but once I started, once I started trying to mess with the crack, my my family history kicked in and started bothering bothering mm -hmm. my conscience, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, you know, I served a couple of ladies who I didn't know was on drugs. This is my first eight ball, right? Yeah. So I served a couple of ladies who I didn't know was on drugs. And me and my cousin, and the, you know what I'm saying, he telling me like, you know, what, you know, how to bag up, how to bag up the rocks, how to do shake bags, uh, this, that, and the third, you know, uh, this how you serve somebody. If you don't know the police, now you're not familiar with this person. Uh, you know, so once I served these individuals that I, that, I wasn't really aware of getting of uh, getting high until now. It's it, it kind of started to touch me a little bit different, you know. Yeah. I don't like drugs. Drugs ruin my family. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So just to see that reminded me why I'm not supposed to be participating in this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I ain't even make my money back, man. Cause you can have this. Yeah. I'm gone. I'm out of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm good on that. But as far as with the weed, you know. Kept trying to play with that a little bit. Got caught, ended up with a felony. Mm -hmm. And uh, I didn't go to jail, but it was it, it was something that was on my record for nine years in total. Mm -hmm. And and now illegal. And you can start your own business. That's what's messed up about this. Yeah. It's like it's like a, they made what, like in the first few days they made like twenty million dollars. Man. And it's still people like downstate. Man, bro. That look like us. Man, for that. bro. <laughs> Man, like, like, okay, they expunged some of the case. Well, they, uh, what, what, what did they do with the case? They, they, I think it was like, like, they, they, they cleared convictions on, like, low level. Yeah. But, like, if you had, like, if you were moving, like, major weight, you had, you got to keep that, you got to keep that felony on. Man, see. So I'm like, 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 this, the stores are moving major weight now, man. It don't. None of that matter as long as right. it ain't everybody moving major weight. Yeah, like, it legal. ain't it ain't crack. So, you know. Yeah. This is something that y'all make legal. 
But another know. thing, another thing that 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 I don't know if they can undo is, well, I don't know if they're gonna undo is, if the weed case is your first case, and it played a part in how much time you got on your second case. Yeah, Do like, you now get a reduction for your second case because like, that's how you got that much time? Yeah, well, because of that, you know, you may maybe say you like second, third, and then you got like extra years on. Yeah, like yeah. are you gonna get like reparations for the, the time right. of your life? Exactly. You got lost. So, exactly. Know, that's like that's like the, that's why they rushed it out because trying to get that money so fast that yeah. you don't know like you ain't they ain't doing the history of what this has done to a community. Mm. You got like like. Like generations of like black men that that weren't in a home because of this, and what? How y'all gonna repair that? How man. y'all gonna repair that relationship that y'all broke? Man, dog. Man, dog. I was trying to sell weed, got caught, ended up with a felony, and I applied for a job at Dollar General, and they was like, no. Hmm. No, this is fucking Dollar Store. You know what I'm saying? I can't work at the Dollar General. They were like, nah, dog. You can't work up here. You know, uh, Cub Foods, no. Coca Cola, no. You know, uh, man, I, I, man, I got a list. No, mm-hmm. post office. No, CTA. No, damn. Well, you like, that's the thing I don't get. Like with all this, like, what do y'all want them to do? Yeah, y'all just want them. They were like, man, these jails are not filled, man. Let's let's put this family on so he can come right back. Man, bro, man, bro. I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, it's amazing the situation that, that that they put our people in. You know what I'm saying? Just the just to, like they say, like I say, to 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 make their system continue to go around, mm. you know. So yeah, I mean, uh, until we find out, until we find out a way to uh, defeat this system, we're gonna we're gonna be the losers. Mm. All right. So like, what do you do once you decided like you know this drug thing ain't for me, you know I gotta I gotta find something to do with my life. Like, well. Well, catching that case, man. Uh, the biggest thing about that because I. The big, the biggest thing about catching the case was disappointing my mom. Yeah. You know, disappointing my mom, disappointing my father. You know, uh, the the father who raised me, like like they 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 would have did so much for me. I I, I didn't have to go that route. Mm-hmm. I just didn't have a vision for myself, so I went that route because I didn't know what the hell I was doing in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, but but to see that disappointment, that's something that I didn't I didn't want to let continue. So I chose to, uh, I chose to, well, my cousin, he cut hair, you know, his name is, his name is Real, they call him Razor Real, he's a barber, you know, he he was in barber college at the time, he's like, man, cuz, why don't you go to barber college? I wasn't even, I wasn't entertaining the thought of being a barber until he said something, I remember telling somebody I would never be a barber, they don't make no money. <laughs> then I'm gonna do be a, be being a barber. They everywhere, you know what I'm saying. They ain't making no damn money. I ain't never seen no rich barber. Uh, but he ended up talking me into it. I went down to the barber college. At that barber college, I met a mentor. I signed up. And my throughout that nine month course, the fifteen hundred hours, my mentor said countless things to me. Told me told me so many uh, techniques of how to cut hair. You know, start transforming my mind with this, with these, uh, with these, with these different aspirations, mm-hmm. and and I'm grateful because that set me on the path to greatness. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm still on that journey. You know, it's an ever going journey, but uh, 
it's some it, it's something I'm gonna be forever indebted to him for. Mm-hmm. So, um, like after that fifteen hundred dollars, like, like when you, when you were in like Bible college, like what was going through your mind? You were thinking like, at any point where you were like, man, it's too many damn hours, man. I can't do this, man. I'm just gonna drop out, and try to do something else. And you, you had any point in there where you was just like, I'm, I'm gonna quit this, or where you just like, they was on you, and you was just like, I'm just gonna do this. Hell no, nah, because that was the first time in my life I had a plan. <laughs> that was the first time in my life where I felt like I was putting something together decent for myself. Mm-hmm. That was the first time in my life where I can where I can see a finish line. Mm-hmm. And if I and I knew after that finish line, you know, I got a I got a I got a journey to go somewhere to uh, to great heights to take some great heights. So I thought it was a beautiful thing being in that school. I didn't miss a day. I didn't miss an hour. Mm-hmm. I knew that I was supposed to graduate Barber College on May 9th, 2009. You know, before before uh, <laughs> my instructor knew that I was supposed to graduate. Now he graduated me on May 23rd. He kept me in there another two weeks. You know, so I, don't, I still don't, I, I ain't never asked him why. You know, maybe he didn't know it was May 9th, but I knew like, man, bro, we like we like 14 days past, my dude. He was like, man, this is like this is like 15, <laughs> yeah. 1520 hours. Yeah. <laughs> I knew, I knew, I knew what day I was supposed to graduate on the hour because I was just in there that consistent, you know what I'm saying? So I knew man, I, I knew man like the back of my hand, dog. You know, uh, I was just, just good. He was just like, man, I can't, I'm used to him being here, man. He, he just been like, man. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know what it was, but at that time I was a little, I was a little intimidated and stepping out and uh, just going ahead, putting them, putting everything I had prepared for to uh, into action, mm-hmm. you know. So. Uh, you know, so once I did step out, it was it was it was game time, baby. Okay, so like after after you graduated from Bible College, like where you where you start cutting? Uh, I, I bounced around for uh, for a few uh, for a few barber shops. You know, what I'm saying to so a few barber shops. Yeah, like, I'm, how does that work? Like, like do you just like you see like a help one inside and you're like, okay, y'all got a y'all got a booth? Or Man, <laughs> being a licensed barber, you pretty much the cream of the crop. Cause a lot of these guys out here, they ain't got no license. Oh, okay. You know, so having a license, you can damn near walk into any barber shop if they got a chair available. They likely gonna hire you. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, you know, it's all type of troubles that come to guys who ain't got no license. So if you got a license, you can, I mean, I I walked into a couple of the shops and shit. They was just happy to see me. <laughs> oh, we got one of y'all. Like, oh, you got you got you got your papers. Oh. <laughs> papers come on with it you know but uh i ended up at a pretty good shop that had some uh great traffic mm-hmm. you know great foot traffic so i was in there i, I was able to make in, to make a, some decent money in this shop mm-hmm. you know uh it was able to finance my dream mm-hmm. you know uh so in this shop it was one of the most ghetto and ratchet shops i ever seen in my mm-hmm. life so i learned a bunch of things not to take with me as well you mm-hmm. know uh so you know, it was just a couple of different elements. You learn what to do, what not to do. You learn how to make some money. I was able, I was able to be around a lot of talent. So, you know, you get the good with the bad. So, cause I remember when you like opened your shop. That was like an in between time. Yeah. Where it was like, where the shop you was at said, you know, you about to open your own. You show your ass up. Yeah. They, <laughs> they, they, how did man. that work? What was that? What was that? That day they told you it was like your services are no longer needed. Dude, I, I, <laughs> I was working in that shop for four years. I was working in that shop for four years, and the owner and the owner got wind that I was gonna open my own shop, and he knew that I was I was a pretty popular guy in the shop. I was a pretty popular guy around, you know. They they liked the way I I, I did things, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
So he concocted a lie that said I was trying to steal his barbers. Now, for one, I don't even know how you can even steal people. You know, yeah, they ain't like they I, slaves, you know. Yeah, so, it's like they, aren't they independent contractors? They, yeah, they independent contractors. So he felt like I was stepping on his toes, you know what I'm saying? And I, and I, was, crossing his, I was crossing bounds. So he wanted me up out of the shop. I, I, you know. I still don't. I still don't understand it. Isn't that like the purpose of like once you own your own shop, you grooming yeah, like the next yeah. generation? Yeah. To like, cause you know you don't want them staying under you forever. I mean, you might like that thing that great barbers, and that's all they want to do. But you won't have ambitious people. You won't. You don't want to. You know, hold down ambition. I mean, that's me. some people. Some people feel that you're gonna come up and make uh, and do and do things better than them. Mm-hmm. You know that you're gonna outshine them and everything. Everybody don't want you to shine. Some people just want to feel like the man, and they don't want nobody to look. They want to be the one with that light. Mm-hmm. You know that they ain't trying to share it, and and they feel like you shining gonna dim their light. You know, so that's all that was. He thought I was gonna dim his light. You know what I'm saying? Fucking losing, but you know that's <laughs> something. Felt like what Cameron was saying and paying for. Like everybody want to be the man just cause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> something like that. Alright, yeah. right, so, well, segment two, I think it was like, this is 2012 when you opened your shop, what was that, what was that whole process like, because I know you was like, I remember you were working like, it's 24 hours in a day, you were working 25 somehow. <laughs> Man, bro, that, that, that was one of the most stressful times in my life, you know, uh, all my finances were depleted, mm-hmm. uh, I needed every line that came through the door to be, to be touched by me or to be touched by my staff. You know, uh, we was we was going home and just on regular print paper, printing out flyers and cutting them out with the scissors and passing them out to people mm-hmm. like that. We couldn't, I couldn't afford to get any. When I first opened my shop, we didn't have, we opened up in the wintertime, we didn't have any heat. It was cold as hell in the mm-hmm. shop. You know, my barbers was, they, 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 man, they stuck it through with me, man. I mean, yeah. it was a blessing. They, I remember coming in, I'm yeah. like, Okay, let me just keep. Let me make sure I keep this flesh in. Yeah, home. yeah. You gotta, get, you gotta get covered with your coat on. You gotta get covered with your coat on. We gonna, we gonna put the, the cape on top of that. You know, uh, stay warm, big guy. We gonna get you up out of here. You know, uh, but that was a stressful time. Uh, promoting all, promoting all day, promoting all night, cutting all day. It was a point where I even got a job at Walmart overnight. You know, to try to make ends meet. Uh, man, funds were so tight. But that that working eight hours at Walmart and working full time in my shop, twelve hour days, that won't working. Yeah. And then, listen to everybody, tip your barbers, man. You don't know what they're going through. Tip your barber, <laughs> baby. Tip your barber. You know what I'm saying? You definitely need it. You know, so uh, I feel like why even go to this shop? I mean, what? Why even go to Walmart and give them these hours when I can really just uh, put in more hours at my shop? Put in more hours in promoting. Put in more hours just growing my business instead of instead of giving my efforts, my ideas, my thoughts, and all my you know just 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 you know my my talents. Why give it to Walmart when I could just be putting all this energy into my business? That's just I just decided to go 110 in you know to my business. Let me let, let me just focus on that. Leave Walmart alone and give Bar Boulevard everything that I had. So like, how did you like? How did, was it the same way, like, people saw you had a licensed barber, saw you had a shop, and they was just like, okay, I get a booth? Or was it, like, people that you knew from, like, when you was in barber school? Mm-hmm. Like, yo, I got a shop, man. You want 
when they helped me build this over here, how did that work out? It was through prior relationships. Okay. It was through prior relationships. Because I, I had been uh, work, also working at a barber college. Okay. You know, uh, so so I, I had built relationships with the students there. I had, I had relationships with barbers that uh, that was in college when I was in school. Mm -hmm. I had relationships with barbers uh, from hair shows. Mm -hmm. You know, so so relationships are everything, bro. Mm. And business, like you can get you can get so much farther with just the people that you know, opposed to opposed to you just going off you just going off for your own strength. Yeah. I, I just read it was like this uh, report that came out. That said that most of the people who got jobs now, it's like it was like it was some big number, like over eighty percent was based off like prior relationships, mm. even or indirect relationships, mm. rather than you know you just coming in cold, right? And getting uh what you call it, getting getting, getting the job. Man, like, it mean everything, man. Anything I'm, like yeah, you went to the same college, you were in the same fraternity. Your dad was in the fraternity that the person why he was in some, there's some kind of like some kind of relationship that was prior to them. You apply for that job, and that's how pe how people get jobs. Man, cause that, cause that, cause that, uh, that referral, that relationship holds capital. Mm. You know, if I if I'm if I'm able to use your name, or if you're able to use my name, then that means that this person is valid because they was able to say Brandon's name, mm. or they would say they they were able to say Wayne's name, mm. because so it must be some solid about you that you're able to use this name, and so you know, yeah. We're gonna give you a chance just off the strength of that. So that means a lot. Yeah, yeah. That's that's how I got into my positions now, like the recommendations off my old professors. It was just like and he I want one of my old professors show me what he wrote. I was just like, mm. man, I'm not I'm not that good, man, but thank you, man. Yeah, show me mad love, man. <laughs> yeah, man. So uh I know in in this time while you were getting this started, like, you know, big change in your life, you became a father. Man. So like Dude. what what was that like? Because you know the stereotype of like black men not taking responsibility. How did you like want to like reverse that, that that narrative that people got out there? Well, uh, I became a, I became a father, and uh, me and my girlfriend at the time we were we, we were not married, and uh, and we were in a rocky relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, something that would soon get worse when we had it, once we had a child. Mm -hmm. You know, so once we had the child. It immediately took a turn for the worse, you know. So, uh, but I, I chose to stick it out. Mm -hmm. I understand what a lot of guys go through when they dealing in a rocky relationship mm -hmm. with their child's mother, and they choose to bail just to save their own sanity. Mm -hmm. That sanity is so real, dog. That sanity that. That they that they reaching for and trying to save is a real thing. I I also had to have therapy for that. Mm. You know, I mean, mental health. I've seen people because it's like these type of like rocky relationship. They just mental health just go straight to the bottom. And like yeah, they, they never recover. Go straight to a bottle and never yeah. recover. <laughs> yeah, you know. So uh, yeah. The now that's the cowardly way out. If, they, if, if there's anything in the world that I'm willing to die for, if there's anything in the world I'm willing to go through hell for, it's for my daughter. Mm. You know, so regardless of the relationship that I'm going to have with her mom, I'm going to be there for my child. Mm. You know, so that meant nothing to me. You know, I mean, whatever we got to go through, we're going to go through. And we're going to get through it. You know, but uh, I'm going to be there for my little girl. So 
it is what it is. Mm. You know, uh, but my daughter, she's growing up, beautiful young lady. She's taught me so much. I'm in a relationship now, and I thank my daughter for it. She taught me how to deal with women. My daughter, <laughs> my daughter told me that I need to be more patient. You know, my my daughter told me that uh, I need to listen more. You know, these things that she just teaches me indirectly all the time. You know what I'm saying? My daughter, my daughter uh, taught me that I'm not first in a lot of in a lot of situations. You know what I'm saying? I gotta be considerate. You know what I'm saying? I gotta go out of my way to do to do little things. Yeah, like yeah. when the food out, you can be like, let me make my plate first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you little man, you'll get yours eventually. Right. <laughs> then you gotta eat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just just that relationship alone, man. I just think I just thank God for, you know, uh, you know, beautiful child she is, you know. Not, mm. uh, I don't know what my life would be without her. Alright, so so what's what's life like now? You know, you got about Boulevard's going. Yeah. You got yeah. You're, going, you're about to go into some other ventures. How's that? Man, life is good right now. Life is great right now. Mm. You know, I'm excited about the possibilities right now. Uh, these past couple of years, I just started reading books in my 30s. I don't know. <laughs> okay, maybe that explains the school thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. I've, I've never read a book in school, you know, I mean, if they ain't make a movie about it, then I don't know nothing about it, you know, but, uh, dog, since I've been on this journey of educating myself, they say there's two education that you get in your life, the one you give yourself and the one that they give to you, the one that you give yourself is way more important than the one that's given to you, since I've been, since I've been on this journey of educating myself, I get to focus dead in on the things that are, that are going to shape my life. Mm -hmm. So, if it's a book that says leadership on it, I want every, I want all of them. You know, it's a, if it's a book about business, marketing, branding, mm -hmm. that's where my focus is about to be at. And I'm about to put myself through college. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Amazon, Amazon University. Amazon University. You know what I'm saying? You deliver it, I'm studying. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be my own professor. And I'm gonna put myself through it, you know what I'm saying? Just, just to guarantee this growth, and just, and just, uh, just the, just the development of 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 the mind over, over these past couple of years, where I feel like it's, it's about to catapult me to. I'm not even. I don't even know, you know, because I opened up a business without all this information. I understand, I'm understanding now of why the wealth gap is the way it is for our community. Mm. I'm, more I'm more understanding about the, uh, the, the cash flow quadrants. I'm more understanding about how I need to raise my, raise my daughter to be, to, to be more equipped for, for, for this world in, in, in many different ways. Mm. You know, just because I, I, I sought out the information, you know, so when I, wh where I am in my life right now is just I'm in, the, I'm in the place of constant growth, constant growth. If you ain't growing, you dying. That, that Nipsey hustle mentality. Ah, that's that Nipsey? <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I remember we, uh, I shared you that, uh, that, that his list of books that my friend put yeah. together. Actually, like... Los Angeles Times picked up her uh, little post and they interviewed her 
because she compiled all those books and they like starting like like Nipsey Hussle book club so always all the books he read because he read like like hundreds of books yeah 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 I, I, I'll shoot you the article after we done with this cause, that's yeah. tripped out dog yeah so I was just like wow it's like she she just like I don't know, she was just like so impressed by his reading ability that she just compiled all the books. She went through every like interview, little post he did, and he read so many books. Like yeah. about everything. Like a lot of, you know, a lot of business stuff because he yeah. had his, his business thing. But just, you know, just about like black history books, about health, uh, nutrition, all that. So, yeah. yeah. That's strong. My man Nipsey, shout out to Nip. Yeah. And then, that's another thing, man. Just growing, it's a lot of people who, we don't want to see that, right? Yeah. So, like, have you, have you like experienced any of that? Oh, that's cool. We good. We experienced good. what? Like anybody, like you going you, when you try to build your business. Anybody trying to say like, nah, you shouldn't do that, man. Nah, this, this stay, this stay working in that shop. Don't, don't get your own shop. Man, you know what? I'm, uh, I don't really want to say no names. You know what I'm saying? Say no names, because it's usually people that's closest to you. Mm. But they don't really have any ill intentions, you know what I'm saying? Mm. They just they just speaking out of their fears, mm. you know. So uh, and they speaking they may be speaking from a place of ignorance mm. as well, you know. So I'm understanding of that because I was once ignorant when it came down to that. Mm. I'm still ignorant in a lot of in a lot of places, you know. So uh, I've learned that you can't sell big dreams to small amount of people, mm. you know. Uh, you can't share you can't share information with somebody who ain't ready for that. Yeah. You know, so so as far as a hater, fuck a hater. You know, so I ain't thinking about them. But as far as the people that they love me, the, as far as the people that love me, you know, sometimes they may can't, they may come with some bad, some bad vibes or some misinformation or or or, or some fear, and they may want to place it upon you. But I just try to be strong enough to shake it. Mm -hmm. You know. Alright, man. So we went through that. So is there anything like any other? Uh, usually, I give this to the guests. Uh, anything they want to talk about? Anything that's been on their mind? Anything in the news or some topic? Want to ask me a question? Whatever. Yeah. Man, what 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 inspires you to do the podcast? Uh, well, uh, I, I I do another podcast with my friend. Okay. Uh, Status, aka Zach. Uh, we do a podcast. Where it's mostly we just talk about like like music and stuff like you know stuff black man stuff so you know once i went to school it was hard for me to do the podcast yeah you know? but we're gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna redo it in in january because my schedule is i'm almost done with my right. school work before i write the dissertation so but what inspired me is like for my research i had to do a lot of interviews mm -hmm. i had to interview a lot of people because of what my research is and i was like i gotta get better at it right so i just started i just started uh contacting people i know the people I went to school with who I just thought had interest in mm -hmm. lives. So, and then like once I, then I realized I was just like, okay, I want to, I want to reach people because I think a lot of these people, I'm not interviewing people who are famous. I'm interviewing just ordinary people, but I think their stories are just extraordinary. So, I just, I just submitted it to Spotify, submitted it to uh, Apple, and they accepted it. So I just started, I just kept doing it. Right. And so, and I learned a lot of stuff about people. Who I thought I knew, that I'm like, I ain't know. Like I when I interviewed my friend Al, I ain't know that like he was basically homeless, mm. and he like had to, like in like fourth fifth grade he stopped going to school, cause they cause he lived out he lived in Austin, right? And, you know they didn't have running water, 
Mm. They didn't have heat or running water. They just had a building. And like he had to like he had to be out there like selling, serving out there, like ten, eleven years old. Or I know like my friend Kiera, like she's the nicest person. She probably listening to this. So like I'm, I'm gonna bring you up. I didn't know that like when we went to school, like there used to be this uh, restaurant near campus. Yeah. And they were closing one time. And she like a homeless person asked for some tissue just to like put the hole in his shoes. She gave him her shoes mm. in the snow. Right. And I'm like, like people gotta hear these stories and it's like I just know a lot of people like educators. Right. Like she's a nurse, Al's a counselor. So like, this platform so this this platform has been somewhere you can you you can share these stories and even yeah. just 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 find out more about the people that you already know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just yeah, just find out. I think you know, like you you see people every day. You might just you be, you be kicking it with them and you don't know, like man, like y'all got you got a great story, man. This needs yeah. to be heard. And it's yeah. just like like everybody everybody has a story to tell. That's dope, bro. So I just wanted to just do that. So I'm just still, like that's why that's why I called you. I was just like I knew I'm like you. I'm like, I, I should have banned if you interviewed you. Like, yeah. Hey, let me, yeah. Let me see. Now, I appreciate that. I, I appreciate the consideration. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. That's why, that's why I do this. And I hope to get more people, man. Hope to get some, like, people in your shop. You know, a couple of you. I know they got some stories to tell. So, oh, man. Absolutely. Yeah. I got somebody in mind for you right now. Yeah. So, you know, when you get back, and because I'll be, I'll be free until May, uh, Thursday through Sunday, because yeah. the school thing. Then I'm, I'm gonna keep keep, keep doing this, like, cause like in the fall when I move back to Chicago area, right? You know, I'm gonna just keep doing it and just go around the city for all the people I know, and then just regular people, like, like you want me to interview that teacher that inspires you? Okay, let me see what made them inspire you, what inspired them? That's anything. So that's that's why I do this. Mm -hmm. So hopefully I can I can keep this going, and uh, I pay for my shot. You know, pay for my SoundCloud and Spotify accounts. So right, 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 right. <laughs> hey, man, I salute to you, my brother. Yeah. I mean, I, I salute to you, man. I'm, I appreciate being a part of it. Yeah. yeah. So, and then, you know, I always do like a part. I'm trying to do like a part two to people and just follow do, up. Do a follow up and just make a, a show about what they want to talk about. So, yeah, like, you want to do like a business show. Yeah. You just want to talk about business or cool, cool. whatever. We can do that. You just want to do like a round table. You want to get some more people. I can do that. Let, man, let's do that. Let's do yeah. that. Let's put that together. Yeah. So, and then what I always end this off with, I always ask uh, three questions to my my guests. The, uh, what was the last uh, was the last book you read, the last movie you watched, and the last song you listened to? Man, the last book I read was The Wealth Quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki. Okay. I'm actually reading that now. Okay. I'm so, chapter eight. Uh, the last movie I seen. I don't watch a lot of movies, dog. The last movie I seen was when I went to the movies. I seen uh, Queen of Slim. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I went to see that. I Strong, saw that too. Bro. Bro. Yeah, I saw that. Strong. Me and my girl went to see that. And it yeah. was just like... Yeah. I even know, I, I got one complaint about that movie. I think the girl was not a good actress. <laughs> I don't think she was a good actress. Because it, yeah. it, felt, it felt like she was, like, trying. Yeah. And, like, you know... I got a whole different... I, the guy, it felt like he was just being... He was just being. I, 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 I had a whole problem with the beta male in the movie. Like, like... Uh, when he was just not... Yeah, he, he wasn't he assertive. Let her, he let her, like, yeah. hope. Basically, if we want to be real, she, she set that whole thing up. He, he would have been out of it. She wouldn't have been saying that. Yeah, like... <laughs> I mean, it was just... It was just... It was just... They created the black male in the movie. They, and, and, wait a minute. Every black male in there was talking... Now I'm thinking about it. Every black male in there either sold out 
or was talked down to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, soft as hell or some shit like that. Like, like it wasn't no good representation of us like that in uh in that movie. I mean, you know, dude was cool, but you know, she was way stronger than him. Like, she had the dick, but she was she was the alpha male. <laughs> you know. But anyway, yeah. You know, uh, you said the last song I listened to. The last song I listened to was uh uh Mozzie. Sleepwalking. Sleepwalking. What's that? I'm gonna have to look because I always put the song at the end. Yeah, like, that's some of my, it's some of my, it's it's some of my dark music. <laughs> dark music. It's some of my dark music. All right. Yeah. All right. So, all right. So, uh, Wayne, thank you for being my guest. I'm yeah. gonna have you again. We do a lot of stuff. Once I get through this last semester yeah. classes, hopefully everybody pray for me. This will be my last semester classes. Mm -hmm. I can move back. Yeah. And uh, congratulations in advance. Thank you. Uh, anything you want to promote? Anything you want from? Uh man, stop by Barber Boulevard, one sixty oh nine Kedzie, Markham, Illinois. Mm -hmm. Hey, uh, or you can you can even book me at uh Barber Boulevard. dot net backslash Barber Boulevard. dot uh, And you can yeah. you can you can if you have iPhone or Android, you can go to their stores and download the app too. Booksy, yep. Yeah. All right, so thank you again, and as always, everybody, be good, and please drink your water. Stay hydrated. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. That's it, man. Came a long way, traveled down the wrong way They ain't find no shell cases, thankful for the cold case Thankful for the prostitutes, assuming that we soulmate Thankful for the big homie, coach me through the dope game Puggers clutter both chains, euros hugging both lanes Caught up in the style of living, couldn't if I wanna change Hang out on the porch, we ate, out on Bill Force to pray God is good, God is great, I thank you for another day Thank you for this honey cane Thank you for my girly face I was too broke to ever visualize the world this way Trapped inside a world of pain I trapped for every quarter game I don't do this shit for fame Bitch, I do this shit for gangs It's when I go against the grain Gave them niggas sticks to bang Helped them niggas get through chains And showed the hood a different way Bust it down and deviate it 